What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This to me is like the really fascinating material. Don't know what the answer is, but we're looking for patterns. I think we're looking at kind of a type of cosmic alchemy. The story slowly grew Still, a lot of people don't know that this technology actually exists. The possibilities here are pretty mind-blowing. We can't just believe that it was the work of these troubled individuals. All right. Button is pressed. Sorry, I had to come. Recording a is time. initiated. I wasn't ready, Adam. Oh man, you jumped the gun. I know. I usually do. Happy birthday, Rob. Well, thank you. You know what? The uh, the best thing about today is for the audience is that it's going to be my birthday for the next two weeks for them. Yes. yes. Trippy. Yeah, that's magical. Yes, I know. Like you, they're going to hear this sometime in the future. But as we're recording this, it's Rob's birthday. And full disclosure, I will get progressively more drunk. Yes. Actually, since they'll hear the show that we're going to do after this one, technically first. Oh, so I'm going to get progressively less drunk as you guys. So, so you're going to, well, you'll, you'll get a little bit drunk and then you'll be, then you'll be really drunk at the beginning of the next show. Awesome. How about that? So they, they they can piece it together if they really want to piece it together through the use of technology. You know, uh, if if you don't change it on the iTunes podcast app, you uh, you can listen to the shows actually in backwards chronological order. So they would hear, like they would probably hear the progression. So there is that. <laughs> All right. Well, we here at Conspire Normal do not condone the, condone the abuse of alcohol. Or uh, yes, I personally do. However, our tobacco or firearms, <laughs> uh, but they are all fun. Yes, or any kind of illicit drugs or anything like that. So, what we're doing tonight? We're going to do romper room number three, and this is the first time that we've done this with Serfiel, even though. We've kind of had the same kind of f- format as Rob pointed out for the book reviews. Okay. But this is just a way to us to get away from the guest format a little bit. And so all you guys get is us. But we may have 
an extra surprise uh, visitor coming at some point. So we may have to rush to get a uh, get some, get him mic'd possibly, but oh, yeah, we'll I didn't see. think about that. So, but uh, that may be in a, about an hour or so possibility. So I've got some stories that I want to read and some things that I want to cover because usually when we were doing the show and we have a guest that's really interesting, we really don't want to stop the flow of the show. And also at the same time, we're usually get, we'll get done usually kind of late and uh, Rob has to go to bed. We don't want to keep him up too late. So... Cause he'll, he starts turning it, you start turning it into a pumpkin. Yeah. At midnight I'm over. Yeah. So, so we usually like to get out of here fairly kind of early on a Tuesday night since, you know, it is, it is a work night, but so I've got some show, I've got some stories that I want to, to talk about. So I don't know if you guys got anything that you want to talk about, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss some of these things. So, but first of all, let's talk a little bit about this Alex Jones thing, Sergio. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of saw this coming, um, but it's finally here now. What, uh, obviously, they're all private companies. I don't know if it's as much as a freedom of speech per se issue. But what I want to do is take the opportunity for people to uh, do things like realize how dependent we are on all these big companies um, that they feel it feels like it is our, you know, common uh, free speech place, you know, and that our our entire civic discussions are going on on these forums. And so maybe this might be a positive thing if, you know, people need their Alex Jones to, you know, start working outside of those, the channels of their, you know, even the internet itself, you know? So basically what happened was Alex Jones got removed from YouTube. He got removed from spot up and Apple and Apple. So they had dropped his app. Apple had, I think it was, like a year ago or more. Uh-huh. That's, that's been a while. And that was, I think that was the first, um, first time I had heard of something like that, but. It's from the Apple, uh, is this, this is the Apple, uh, podcast store? No, it wasn't, it wasn't his podcast. He had, he had an app. Yeah. yeah. You could stream his but, show. But he was app. just yeah. taken off of Apple podcast, right? Right. Like yeah. same place people, majority of people who listen to us listen to us. Right. Yeah. yeah iTunes is by far, I think the biggest one. Yeah. Um, the biggest platform. I think probably second would probably be something like Stitcher. Uh, those. So if we were to be taken off of Apple iTunes, the podcast app, we'd just be kind of screwed as far as listeners go. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dig right into like what the big debate here is. Because I know it's too real two-sided. Um, like what people on each side kind of, how they view the situation. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, obviously there's a lot of the the free free speech, um, that that sort of crying out, 
But then there's the other side, people saying, well, it's, you know, free speech isn't a universal thing. You can't say whatever you want, wherever you want. It's never been that way. And I'm <clears throat> not sure which side I lean more towards, but I think that, to me, it feels like that's kind of what the situation is. You can't yell fire in a theater or those, right. those type of things. That's not, you know, slander. causing causing alarm or slander, slander or been. libel. Yeah. Um, so... It is difficult because you want to say that, yeah, there is a definite censorship going on here. And you want to say that, yeah, Alex Jones is just being removed because of the things that he has said or the things that he has done. Which is out of control. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been, <laughs> it, 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 it is out of control, but should we have should we still as a society if you want to hear something if you want to listen to it you should be able to which i don't think that honestly really changes if you really think about it because you can still go to his website you can still stream from there yeah it's just, just that these like you said Sergio these platforms are so pervasive yeah YouTube, like, you know, we, we have our show on YouTube. We, as I said before, we use the iTunes podcast app. We're on Spotify now. And they would so say we're they're on all those things. Yeah, they're responding to customers is probably what they'd really say. Right. Well, and they're, they're very powerful tools. So if they started to be used to um, spread... Yeah, they only, don't want to be liable. Right. But if, if, if it got to a point where, like, you know, Facebook was only marketing towards, you know, specific things and trying to push specific agendas. That I think is where I'd have more of a problem with it. Because just because of the influence and power that they have, that would just be sort of irresponsible. But for them to say they don't want the kind of negative, hateful stuff associated with them, I kind of get that. So I, unfortunately, I wasn't really getting into like, I don't really know exactly what it is that triggered it. I mean, they're saying it's like the... Uh, That's what we were talking him about. Him saying earlier. that they're they're not the the fake false flag uh, school shooting stuff that he's you know pushed, which I don't think any of you know we definitely don't believe these are like fake events. So you know I think it's only like a real fringe who really isn't necessarily a part of like the mainstream conspiracy community if you can call it that. But it's like the the school I shooting think stuff. And then, valid questions you could ask about. Them, yeah, but yeah, I don't but think things are real. shady as hell, and yeah. like we all have questions about them. Yeah, but then it's so it's supposed to be that, and then what the uh, what's what's the racist thing? He said, I don't, I don't know. They said it's like what I saw listed was. I guess I need to find a news news article that. I was well, looking he at has like, he has talked a lot about Muslims. Yeah. In the past, he's he's. I mean, what he's been going on with this? He's shit been going since, on about yeah, with. I, I think this is all cumulative. I don't yeah. think it's something that just happened. Which that's um, like that's what we're used to with the media. So to you me, brought up like, a good point earlier when we were talking over dinner. Yeah, that you said that what this is a, is a reaction to Facebook or these tech companies trying to kind of pass the buck. Yeah, on blame. He's a great boogeyman. For what has gone on? So for all the fake news stuff and Trump yep. and being elected and everything. Yeah, right. So they they find probably the biggest one, which is Alex Jones, and 
another aspect of this that we point out that I'm going to point out is that, you know, these are private companies. They can do what they want. Yeah, absolutely. The issue is because they're so big, because they're so pervasive, is that going to take away from, is that going to actually restrict somebody's free speech? Like it's a, is it a commons? Yeah. I mean, so are they going to look at our show and say, well, that's called conspiranormal. So those guys must be conspiracy theorists, common, man. I mean, I feel you, like, you know, would, a- would they, would they look at it and say, well, no, I don't, that, that needs to go. What's the, what's the end result here? What's the, what's the slippery slope? Because there's plenty of ideas on YouTube that someone out there is going to consider dangerous. You, you know, there's there's the, the, almost like a free marketplace of ideas is there. It seems like those so companies not branded find themselves as that, being a free speech place. You know? Yeah, you're not going to find anybody that's going to agree with everything that's on Facebook or YouTube or Spotify, that's impossible. Yeah. How are you going to find somebody that's going to agree with something like Holocaust denial, for example? Right. Which is Not what, everybody's going to agree on that. What the guy from YouTube was talking about. Yeah. Got so much flack for. If Facebook apparently has gotten flack for letting those people be on Facebook. I don't know. But, like... If there's a real free marketplace of ideas, then that stuff's gonna gonna be there. Does a company say they don't share democratic values if they do that? And if they are, yeah. if they if they please speech, is that a reflection of what is that a reflection of? You know, well, the, it's similar to like an enlarged version of kind of a struggle that we've always had here that. You know, we like to have all kinds of different guests on with different ideas, and we don't like to cut them down or shoot them down or, or you know, like, tear their ideas apart. The stuff apart gets weird, yeah. Because we want the yeah. audience to do that. Yeah. You know, we're here just to let the material reach the audience. The yeah, other, at a certain point, if we had somebody on the show that was ranting and raving that we should go out and, you know, hurt people or kill people or spread some kind of hate or violence, I, I would... I wouldn't be okay posting that. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't be okay posting yeah. it. Well, I mean, either. we're real responsible though, and we're not like I don't know. You your response this is what I was talking about too, is like your responsibility increases with the wider audience you have, also. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, I don't really feel like this medium that we all got into of like conspiracy theory, if it's uh really meant to be on that big of a level, like and that influential and have press credentials and because then all if if it's like aligned with the state then obviously it's just going to be a mechanism to spread disinformation back at us so i don't even think yeah. it makes sense for something like infowars to be as big as it is as you know in the and that's what infowars kind of became it yeah. just became an apology for an apology or apologist for trump i mean that's that's honestly what it has has really become and honestly it's like with this medium it's better to be smaller and to because of speculation and everyone listening understands that a lot of this is speculation so they're not like right but alex jones never presents anything as speculation right right yep 
And so he's like, it's happening right now. They're going to end. Yeah, it's the end. This is it. Right now. Yeah, he's, he's been night. saying it's the end for years and years. Which, you know, as I've said about about Alex Jones, is that back in back in the day, back when I started listening to him, he was kind of a darling of a lot of liberals yeah. because he spoke out against Bush. Yeah, they all got into him in, during Bush. You know, so well, it was WikiLeaks, by the way. Well, I it was the, the Patriot Act and all of the um, yeah. 11 stuff that mm-hmm. and I that's, was really interested in. I thought that was yeah. cool someone was out there doing that. And you understand he's like a pretty much, you know, like a, a right-wing extremist. But, I mean, those people have always been there. The Birchers were here back in the day. During the 90s, there's all kinds of crazy right-wing uh, stuff in this culture going on. But I would still, like, check stuff out. You know, I, I would know that I don't agree with, you know, the ideals of a lot of people, but I'd still be able to check, check stuff out, and it's always there. And even people like Robert Anton Wilson and people like that, we're reading the material that was coming out at the time from the Birchers and all these other crazy wackos pretty much, you know, but they weren't threatened by it. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like we were talking about, yeah, we, we, we mentioned Ken Thomas and Robert Anton Wilson, you know, that's like that they would pull from these different sources. Yeah. And they would say just because somebody believes a, RB doesn't mean necessarily that they're that they have some kind of nugget of information. Now we just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. If it doesn't agree with what we agree with politically. Yeah, it's real divisive. The 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 other conundrum with all this and I'm not saying necessarily Alex Jones, although sometimes I wonder with him is that some of these really real right-wing extreme people that they will scream about free speech till the cows come home. But if they were in power, they would be restricting a lot of people's free speech. So that's kind of the, the conundrum. That's something that's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even since you, you mentioned the John Birchers, you know, they were very similar in that vein, you know, but I mean, I I, I pretty even much more consider so myself now with the a, internet age. I consider myself self a pretty much a free speech fundamentalist. You know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty big on that and religion. You know, and the excesses I think of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. We have to deal with a lot of the excesses because that's the price we pay to have it. You know? Right. But at the same time, does but this is really this for a free speech question? Because they're private companies. Exactly. Because the First Amendment is, you know, Congress shall make no That's law. That's their speech to to present what they want on their... Yeah. So shit. if they... If, but at the same time, are they controlling the the narrative? Which that's really what they kind of want to do is control, the, is. Is control the narrative. Is. I mean, that's kind of what the press essentially does. But the... There's a lot of people that I've seen that have been really angry about this and they're saying, you know, let's scrap Facebook. Let's go to this other platform. I think you'll start seeing that happen. MySpace is going to come back now, guys. It's going to yep. be ideological. <laughs> Tom is coming ideological, back. Ideological uh, social networking. Mm-hmm. Right wing. Well, that, that kind of stuff has been wing. trying to start for yeah. a while now. It's just that like, you're Facebook has been so easy Trump to stuff. use. <laughs> yeah. 
Facebook has been such an easy medium to use for people, and it's convenient, and everybody's on it. It's going to go the way of MySpace. I mean, it's... it's yeah. Everyone's well, acting like all this stuff is permanent. It's not at all. Right, it isn't. And, and, and I've made the point many times that I think that, like, among a lot of younger people, Facebook is already, already on the exodus, way out. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with somebody last night, and they were like, "Well, I'm on, I'm on, Inst- I'm way more active on Instagram, which, granted, is owned by Facebook." So, what is? But let's, like Rob was saying, let's understand what the the people who push for and support these companies doing this. Like, what was their real point? Like, what would, what were they trying to stop? Like, just Alex Jones' influence—is it that important? I think there's a big embarrassment about whether it's Facebook. I think this is primarily about Facebook and to a certain extent also YouTube, but which is Google, really, when you think about it. But I think there's a lot of egg on their face because they can see where, you know, that that the the, the whole Russian investigation, the Russian hackers, um, they think that they really feel like they've gotten Trump elected essentially that they weren't policing their stuff more and they could have they could have prevented that from happening i think it's really just an egg on their face kind of kind of thing um so alex jones like i said he's the biggest one the most visible definitely the most outspoken and so they just decided that, you know, that this guy's just basically got to go. But I don't think it's really going to change anything per se because now Alex Jones is gone. Somebody else is going to take that spot, is going to fill that niche. Someone with a little more sense. And it's going to be it's going to be a game of whack-a-mole because you're just going to hit one in the head and another one's going to pop up. And that's just good. It's just how things are going to be unless they come up with some kind of algorithm that prevents any words that have, they just want to completely um, sanitize what's on the internet. But again, that's where it'll give this impetus for all these, for it to pop up somewhere else. You can still catch Alex Jones on 4840 shortwave worldwide Christian radio coming out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee here, 10,000 watts around the globe. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the irony would be if if, uh, Facebook has to develop some kind of AI because of this and it becomes sentient and takes over and it's all Alex Jones' fault somehow. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. hope that's the outcome. (laughs) I listen to Alex Jones on shortwave. Like It's way better listening to Listen to one of these like super paranoid, uh, you know, right wing guys on a shortwave. It's all crackly and it comes in. Yeah, it gives you that. Uh, yeah. This is the voice of the resistance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Sounds like it's a trailer in the middle of Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be like moving the antenna around and like the intro come in <laughs> with the Star Wars shit and like it's it's awesome. Dun 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 dun. Okay, well, I've got a. Uh, Article for Rob. Oh, he's going to really appreciate this one. Title of this one is Elon Musk is a total fraud. Oh, I'm already mad. All right, let's hear it. One disastrous tweet has finally revealed Elon Musk for what he is a fraud. 
Enraged that a British cave diver called his idea to rescue the Thai soccer team for what it was, a PR stunt with absolutely no chance of working, Musk took to Twitter and called him a pedo. Just like that, Tesla's market value plummeted by $2 billion. Musk has been in business since 2002. His stated goal is nothing short of transforming humanity through his products, his electric cars, space travel, and an underground high-speed hyperloop system. He has yet to succeed at anything, but somehow spins every failure into proof of imminent success. His only accomplishment has been this decades-long Jedi mind trick. Tesla is best known for blowing deadlines and consistently falling short on production. In November 2017, Bloomberg reported that the company burns through $500,000 per hour. For two years now, Tesla has been suffering an epic talent drain, and in May, two top execs, one the liaison with the National Transportation Safety Board, walked out the door. That's to say nothing of the human toll. In March, a Tesla driver was killed while test driving an autopiloted Model X, the impact decimating half the car. Then in May, the NTSB announced an investigation after two teenagers were killed in a Tesla Model S after its battery caught fire following a crash. A similar accident claimed a driver two months prior, with California firefighters reporting that the Tesla battery kept reuniting days after the smash. <laughs> California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health uh, opened its third investigation into workplace safety at Tesla Incorporated in July after employee complaints. Two investigations have been ongoing since April, yet Musk took to Twitter to, bo- to boast that Tesla was now building its cars in a tent. Not sure we actually need a building, he tweeted. Meanwhile, he was back to sleeping at the factory to hit production deadlines. This is a genius? Tesla was founded in 2003, but the world's largest automakers quickly surpassed Musk's vision for electric vehicles. Tesla will never catch up. Shareholders are finally catching on. So should the government, which reportedly gifts Musk's company with an estimated $4.9 billion in subsidies. Star investor Jim Chana has called Tesla a walking insolvency back in 2016. He doubled down in December, saying Tesla is headed for a brick wall. SpaceX, which Musk touts as replacing NASA and colonizing Mars, has been a literal failure to launch. So many of its rockets have burned up or crashed that Musk, for reasons unknown, has made a blooper reel. As for that Hyperloop... <laughs> How mo- did you hate that? Come on. <laughs> you made his own blooper reel. <laughs> As for the Hyperloop, most experts say it's impossible and unnecessary. It gives me pause to think that otherwise intelligent people are buying into this kind of utopian vision. Harvard professor Jose Gomez Abanez told MIT Technology Review in 2016. They're up against the airlines, and airlines don't need to install hundreds of miles of track. Rocket scientist and aerodynamic engineer Leon Van Stone has called the Hyperloop yet another Elon Musk hustle. Riding in Fortune, Van Stone asked, Is it possible to build a Hyperloop train into a 200-mile underground tunnel on a reasonable timeline that moves people in 29 minutes from D.C. to New York and isn't prohibitively expensive? Probably not. Musk infamously does not take criticism well and refuses to be questioned or challenged. Three lethal traits in a leader. On a conference call with analysts in May, Musk dismissed questions about Tesla's diminishing capital and other dubious names, claims with name-calling. Excuse me, Musk said. Next, boring boneheaded questions are not cool. Tesla's stock plummeted 5.6% after that performance. They also dropped 5% after an April Fool's Day tweet in which Musk announced Tesla had gone bankrupt. 
Elon plays by his own rules, a former Tesla exec told the Washington Post, but I think he underestimates the weight of his own words. Must attempt to insert himself into the Thai cave rescue show. He has less intelligence and even less humanity than we realized. He finally apologized on Wednesday for the disgusting accusations against the hero diver, but only after shareholders demanded it and not without accusing the, driver, the diver of lying, insisting his own efforts were part driven, but an act were PR driven, but an act weren't PR driven, but an act of kindness. Oh, and that sub he built was to specifications from the dive team leader. In other words, Musk isn't sorry and nothing is ever his fault. Business as usual. Oh, I, I need to retaliate. <laughs> All right. That was way too many different little things for me to um, pick apart. But <laughs> here's what I like about him. He, whether or not his goals are reachable, he has goals that seem, at least to me, I haven't done a whole bunch of research on him, and maybe that's my fault for <laughs> liking and promoting somebody that I don't know a lot about. <laughs> But he he does uh, seem to want to create things for the betterment of mankind, not for just getting rich quick. He's a futurist. We don't really have a lot of futurists, you know. Right. And I do see an awful lot of Teslas driving around Nashville. And, I've you know, show me a Chevy hybrid that can keep up with a Tesla in efficiency or power or comfort or style. Or any other way you can quantify a vehicle. All that other stuff are like his hobbies and projects. Maybe his business is doing bad, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have people that have that kind of optimistic viewpoint. And he probably takes a shit ton of crap for it, and he probably does get defensive in interviews and on Twitter and other places. You know, maybe he's just not a per- people person. <laughs> but I, just, I do think that we need more people that are you know, um, a little more innovative, a little more future-minded and not just like how can we you know how can we increase our stocks because they mentioned his stocks plummeting about 18 times in that article and if that's the way you measure success and uh potential then i guess you're just different than me all i gotta say he was talking today i think about uh bringing the company back private because he thinks the short sellers and all the shit talking is you know messing with what they're able to do I mean, if he manages to release the, the household um, solar panel shingles and the um, batteries. That's cool stuff. If he manages to get that out and get it um, as cheap as he claims he can do it, then, uh, yeah, then I'll be really sold. All right. I got mixed feelings, I think. Yeah, Rob, about, I think about, Rob, Rob did a pretty good job. Yeah, about some about uh, about Elon Musk. I, you know, he does have a very optimistic vision. I will definitely give him that. And he definitely he definitely wants to to move things forward for humanity. But he doesn't seem to have like you said, the people skills. <laughs> you know, like, I, I've also, I've also, yeah, I've also, <laughs> I've also heard that 
And it's not and it's not just the people skills with dealing with the press, but apparently it's dealing with employees as well. And that's that's not good. Like you I mean you could say, well, I don't care about what the press says about me. But you know, my employees love me and you know, they want to do the right thing. They're they're all behind me. Right, but he might have a, a high level of turnover among these upper executives because they don't share that kind of vision. You know, they want Yeah, I think he he's like they want the company to grow and make a bunch of money so they can make a bunch of money. Even though it's not like back then, he is like a uh he's fashioned himself to be this like new robber baron archetype. You know, he's like the new Vanderbilt, the new Rockefeller, like these super empowered individuals that'll be these like futurist, uh, you know, crazy capitalists and change the world. And, you know, what's the other thing? Two of the cars crashed and the batteries caught on fire. That's an argument against him. I mean, gasoline burns pretty well. How much does that happen to every other car company? (laughs) Exactly. Uh. Well, here's something interesting. This this goes to his lack of people skills or common sense or whatever you want to call it. But this is from 2015. So Elon Musk reportedly scolded a Tesla employee for missing a work a work event to witness the birth of his child. Man. Musk even scolded a Tesla employee who missed an event to witness the birth book the birth of his child. Here's the email Musk reportedly sent to a Tesla employee who wasn't identified by name in the book. This is a book that was written about him. That is no excuse. I am extremely disappointed. You need to figure out what your priorities are. We're changing the world and changing history, and you either commit or you don't. Musk took to Twitter on Monday to deny these comments, writing that the email was total BS and hurtful. It, he's, you know, Musk said, it is total BS and hurtful to claim that I told a guy to miss his child's birth just to attend a company meeting. I would never do that. So, the Washington Post rounded up 22 of the most memorable quotes from Vance's new book about Musk, but according to Musk, two of the quotes, including the one excerpted above, aren't accurate. So, apparently, I guess that that's not true. Somebody trying to smear him, I guess. Everyone's hating, man. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing about the uh, the the Thai soccer team that was stuck in the cave, and and I will give I will give him this that he really wanted to help. Well, here's the thing: because he's they probably didn't need him there, but he really wanted to help. He's a celebrity, and because of Twitter, it's like he probably has social media gurus who are like telling him every day. You know, you need to talk more. Talk more about how you feel just about something. Just wing it, man. Be crazy. This is what people want, you know? So, like, we yeah. haven't had, like, a time where, like, all these executives are supposed to just talk shit all day. You know, it's going to – it's probably not a good idea for a lot of people, you know? <laughs> I don't want to just tweet what I really think all the time. You know, I'm terrible at it. So, you know. He came up with this submarine that was apparently impractical to use in that setting – and was told that by the people there that well, we can't use this to get these kids out. And apparently he got all butthurt about it and took to, took to Twitter. And as I said in the, in the last article that I read, that he calls the guy a pedo 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty uncalled for. <laughs> he, yeah. He's probably gonna get more and more frustrated. He's like Kanye West or Trump. You know what I mean? He's just gonna be frustrated, yelling at Twitter all day, because he doesn't understand that it's not the the super pioneers, the people who are way ahead of their time. They're just paving the way. They never get the credit, or like it never really works right for them. And like you know, like he's just he's trailblazing. He's making he he was able to make electric cars cool, like Rob was talking about. Versus like you know, think about the image of like the Prius versus Tesla. You know, it's like you know, so he's just paving the way. But I don't think he's really going to be as successful as he envisioned. Yeah, he may end up being a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if like if. But that's what's so great about people shooting for the stars. You'll at least reach your potential that way. Yeah. I mean, if Thomas Edison were alive now. It's someone like that, you know. Well, I don't. he's this, not as smart as Thomas Edison. But, but it was somebody that was a trailblazer. Yeah. You know, and apparently Edison had all these kind of foibles and eccentricities as well. But, a, but te- you didn't know about that stuff like that. at that point. Yeah. Because the media wasn't. It was either protected. Yeah, think about what he would have yeah, said exactly. on Twitter. Right, 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 exactly. You know, Tesla, you can... Give a Tesla battling it out on Twitter. That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean... And then Twitter it, would ban Tesla with Alex Jones. Yeah, or, or Tesla himself. I mean, he was very eccentric as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So all these guys that are, are, these, are these trailblazers, are these visionaries, they are different kind of people. Because just by their very nature, that's what they are. Yeah. yeah. So, and like Mark Zuckerberg, we're talking about Facebook. I mean, the same kind of thing. I mean, he almost seems like he has some kind of autism or like he's on the spectrum, you know, somewhere. And, you know, maybe Musk is a little bit too. As as well. well just mean, that they just can't, nerds, they man. don't, it's not, yeah, you know, they don't just... function in like, they, they don't really function in like, the real world every day. Well, think about totally it. They're, right. they're, they're total to. fucking nerds, and then they are given the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, goddamn, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. That's right. So, Everybody had that that whole meme uh, when Zuckerberg was think, testifying. What, what I don't in like about the worship of Elon Musk is it's like this worship of this like these new tycoons, like and. I don't know why it really bothers me, and I'm trying not to just be a hater, but it kind of bothers me to see these like tycoons being worshipped as like you know it's like because all or the nasty reproach. stuff underneath that just like you know yeah it's like worshiping Vanderbilt or, or Carnegie or Rockefellers you know and like you know there's a lot of I but, don't know it's I, I respect you know I respect power and wealth and you know it, how it changes the world but. It's a cult of personality around one of these people. Kind of, I don't know something about it. Fundamentally, kind of. I just, I just personally want to see more people in the position to make the world a better place. Truly, look like they're trying. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is he trying to make the world a better place? That's what I think. That's what Adam's getting at too. Like he does, he sources everything and believing that these tycoons are like about making the world a better place. Here's the first first thing I read about him that or is he he just being self righteous? The first thing I read about him that made me really like him was when I read that. Most electric cars end up using more energy and more, you know, burning coal and burning everything, just getting the resources to build the vehicles than what the vehicles are going to save. He changes that by locally sourcing everything. There's no shipping involved. It's all, 
you know, he, he cuts all of that stuff out intentionally to make this product a so viable the, kind of a thing. The environmental, I mean, I suppose by really popularizing and, you know, and that hand in hand with the being against oil dependency eliminates the other side of it where people are saying, well, you know, where's that electricity you're going to get to charge your, your car battery? Yeah, it's from, a good from, thing from to promote factory. to the well, world. Only because we're not taking the first steps that we need to take towards getting away from that, which these, that's how I see this is the first steps towards breaking away from a lot of that fossil fuel dependency kind of a thing. If everyone's too scared to do it, then we're never going to get there. The other question is, does Musk really want, someone like Musk, I mean, we won't just signal him out completely because there are others like him. But does does Musk and his peers, do they really want to help humanity or do they want to help their themselves or their class? Well, it should be both if you're doing it right. But the only, yeah, and the only well, way things exactly. are going to, well, are they doing it right? The only way things are going to change is if there's some selfish interest for someone to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incentives are everything. Yeah. It just sounds like he has a real bad PR problem right now. Yeah. yeah. And just like Trump, you know, he's got to get on Twitter and just say what he feels without thinking about that like millions of people are going to read this and it's going to make it, 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 all it does is just end up making him look, look super bad. I mean, to call somebody a pedo (laughs) that's trying to help children. It's like, no, I was the one, you you know, maybe he felt like, maybe he really felt like now's my moment to shine. You know, the the rich industrialists, people like that think they can can solve everything. Yeah. We can get these little kids out of the cave, and I'm so everything I'm they be see lauded. on the news. Well, why don't they just do this? Why yeah. don't they just do that? We right. got one of those. We can build one. <laughs> like everything right. he sees, he's right. He's like he's a he's a megalomaniac, definitely. You know, he's like Trump yeah. and Kanye West. Like that's uh, you know. jobs. Bono, yeah. yeah. Bono would be another one to where yeah he's raking in like I think they're one of the like the highest paid musicians in the world and like they got their stuff set up to not even really pay Irish taxes. And like, uh-huh. It's like a, uh-huh. they got it sheltered. I mean, I don't blame him. That's a lot of money to see go, but, but you know, he, I mean, you know, he tries to help people. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a certain amount of time where it almost becomes out of it. Just like, obnoxiously self-righteous yeah people don't people don't like like that. i'm the messiah i'm gonna i'm gonna solve all these problems and for the world and i'm gonna get it, those it kids out you, of the cave like something in your gut my makes little you summary. distrust that you know what i mean it You're does like, uh, it does yeah. it makes you real it, it makes you real, real conspicuous about what they're doing like, like yeah you know. and you, you can't say that the guy hasn't done good things but he's also said a lot of strange stuff. Like he's talked about uh, artificial intelligence yeah, and the yeah. world being a, a virtual reality, and well, that's what I all think. This that kind of stuff. The implications of all this technology. We really need to have a big civic dialogue on it, and not through just worshiping the new robber barons that are coming, that are leading the technology industries. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, private sector like this where you know it's it's questions are coming up that that can't just be answered by the private sector and by geniuses of the future and you know i don't know i think it some things just gotta change uh, let's move on from elon musk to q anon what yeah. q anon 
First time we've talked about this on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have so to Rob has no idea what we're even talking about. <laughs> As usual, we're back. So, to- okay, <laughs> QAnon is... What did it, where did it start? 8chan? I don't, I don't even know how that stuff works. 4chan, 8chan, all these online forums. Back in fall of last year, somebody started posting all these cryptic references about satanic pedophile elites, which is going to go into another topic we're going to talk about. And talking about how basically Trump and Mueller are actually working together. So Mueller is not actually investigating Trump. He's actually investigating Obama and Hillary and the rest of the satanic pedophile elites that are out there. Okay, wait. So... And this people is, this have is the opposite of Pizzagate. This yeah. is well. This no. This, this is kind of an outgrowth of Pizzagate, right? But now it's Trump instead of Hillary. No, 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 no. Trump is Trump and Mueller are working together. They still get the, dirt the special on counsel oh, 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 okay. is not actually investigating him, Trump. He's investigating the elite pedophiles. I see. I thought that he. Oh, but these the series of cryptic pedophiles. messages are like this internet game turned political activist, conspiracy theorist. And he calls himself Q, and then the Anon comes from Anonymous. So it's basically like this conspiracy theory stuff, but it's packaged into this, like, I guess, what do you call it? uh, They have words for this stuff. Uh, Like an online uh, game. What do they call that? Real? I forgot what it's called. but You know what I mean, though? It's like a a reality reality. game. Yeah. Kind of like, like the John, Te- kind of like the John Teeter stuff. No, augmented it's reality. Something else. I forgot the yeah. Kind of like the John Teeter stuff. Right. Okay. It, it has that. It to me, it has that same kind of feel. And there were these pictures that apparently Q. Now Q comes from this high security clearance, supposedly. But the only place that there is a high security clearance called Q is in the Department of Energy. So what that has to do with anything, I don't know. But apparently Q posted these pictures of these islands that were taken outside of an airplane. And apparently these islands are somewhere in the South China Sea. And this led to a lot of speculation online and from a journalist named Jerome Corsi uh, that writes for World Net Daily that these were actually taken from Air Force One and that Q is someone that's very close to Trump and he's putting out these nuggets of information to say that Trump is about to seriously take on the deep state. And when Trump takes on the deep state and the elite pedophiles like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama... And then it goes into Hollywood. Now, apparently Tom Hanks is a pedophile and uh, Steven Spielberg is a pedophile. That this event is going to be called the storm. And earlier this year, there was a photo session that Trump was doing with all these military people. And Trump makes this comment while the pictures are going on and says, this is the calm before the storm. 
So there has been all this speculation. That's one of the most common phrases ever. Yeah. So there's be. been been all this co- there, there's been all this conversation and speculation online that that's what the storm is. So he so him and Mueller are going to take down the elite satanic elite satanic pedophile deep state. This is crazy. It, now it's come to national attention. I've known about it for a while, even though I've never really even looked at the posts until today. It's just something that I'm just like, okay, it's just more Pizzagate stuff. Or more little internet phenomenon. Right. And so it came to national attention last week, recording this on August 7th, Ron's birthday, where Trump was in Tampa having a rally. And all there were several supporters in the crowd that were wearing shirts that said, we are Q, are uh, QAnon, are holding up signs that said, that said the same thing. And now the national media has, has gotten attention, has, has been putting attention to this QAnon conspiracy theory. There's also all these little codes, too. That, uh, and I've seen people on my Facebook post this stuff. Like there was one I remember a few like about a year or so ago that said John Podesta to be indicted. And I see this come across on my my Facebook feed. Okay. Podesta is another one that's, you know, he's he's one of the main bugaboos of this supposed pedophile ring that we've talked about with uh Pizzagate and stuff. And I go and I, I go to I go to like the, all the news sources. I can't find anything about this, and I'm like, where is this even coming from? Yeah. And I forgot about it. And now I realize it was coming from all these supposed hints that Q was dropping back in the day. So all these people that are on my Facebook that have somehow sent me Facebook requests, I guess they think that we're serious QAnon people. I doubt that. He, they, I see all these, uh, I see all this stuff that people are talking about, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And again, I'm like, where is this coming from? It's all coming from this, this QAnon. So there's, there's, abs- why Tom Hanks? Where does that come? That's, that's bothering me more than the Steven Spielberg stuff is old, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard Spielberg the Steven was Spielberg was hanging out with Michael Jackson and E.T. The, the, there, there was also this. There's also this group in Tucson, Arizona, that r- went in, and I guess that they were also QAnon people, and they went in and invested. They were going doing their own citizens' investigation on this homeless camp that they said kids were mo- were being moved in and out of. And the police came in and investigated it and said that nothing was going on. But, of course, you know, that doesn't prevent anybody well, those, from... The Russian hackers are out of uh, Facebook now. What's yeah. the, next, the final frontier, man? It's like these reality games and stuff. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all. That's almost kind of what it is. I mean, um, how could you follow that not knowing where anything comes from and just being my played like, like a sucker? This couldn't possibly have been dropped to make uh, the president with the lowest... Approval rating of all time looks yeah. a little bit better, maybe. Or it could—it's probably just some dude just having a blast or, right yeah. now because he started this whole thing, or a group of people, yeah, that are that are doing it. 
Just a joke started on 4chan, probably. I mean, yeah, I mean if you yeah. were really going to bring that kind of thing to light, that's not the way I would go about it. No. Well, Do it's you- also interesting how these how these things morph over time. Cause like I said, it's a, it's an outgrip. It's you an outgrip. Remember, of pizza uh, it's a, I think it's a little bit before we got into this stuff, but do you remember Ong's hat? Uh, uh-uh. that was from the nineties in the early, early internet. And it was, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, was this kind of, that we had on about, uh, it was a game based on the, uh, um, the Montauk project mythos. Yes. Yes. I and know what you're talking like about. Fake documents yep. that were put out online and diagrams of these like multidimensional traveling, uh, eggs you would get <laughs> in and stuff. And it was, you know, but that's what that was. It was like this reality game. Some people got into it and were like, went to Montauk to the old, uh, air force stuff there. And we're, you know, searching and, you know, but a lot, a lot of people realized it was like fake and we're just playing this game like a role playing game. But I get yeah. I mean it's it's here. It's going to it'll keep popping up now that stuff like this is popularized. I guess that's that creepy pasta stuff kind of. And it's all it's all like, it's all crypt it's all cryptic political yeah. stuff. It's but that's all kind why of conspira- it's cryptic conspiracy it's, theory stuff. It's it's this uh a thing you can become involved with, be hands-on and so as soon as the new one comes out, everyone hops on their forums and talks to all their friends and tries to figure it out together. And, you know, it's, it's probably fun if you're that, uh, well, I don't want to be disparaging to people, you know? I mean, well, here's, here's probably, some, it's here's, probably fun. I just want to believe and take stuff literally. You know? Well, a lot of people are, a lot of people that's, are seeing this as, as, as completely serious. That's the root of a lot of the issues of what we've, talked about tonight is just people reading things on the internet and just running with it and that's why i think we're of this school when it comes to conspiracy stuff we're of this school like the old school of people speculating looking you know looking at things in as many perspectives as they can um and you know it's, it's more about your uncertainty and not like that you can right i'm not trying you've to find got some to other to. answer you know to cling yeah. to so, here's a couple of uh, Q's posts from the last few days. This is from 2nd August 2018 at 21.20.02 CDT. Something big is about to drop. Q. VIP, VIP access. Q. A lot of it's a stream of links. I think this is Tom DeLong. It could, it could be. <laughs> then I should start sniffing in the middle of this, right? <laughs> Welcome to the mainstream. We knew this day would come. Glimpse what to expect. POTUS, Twitter comments, liberal Democrats, fake news, fake MAGA supporters, bandwagon shields, paid shields, media matters, intel infiltration, neg dissemination, MSM infiltration, neg dissemination, Twitter bot attack, Twitter controls DIR slash fake accounts, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Create massive amounts of fake user accounts for SP, fake user growth, percent bot use, etc. All activated past 24 hours, full attack mode, brute force, right. false, violent narrative push. Ask yourself why. Enjoy the show. Q. Made me anxious as hell. <laughs> 
Someone's having fun. Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. 20. Public disclosure, impossible to defend, illegal. Re, MSM, never interfere with an enemy while he's in the process of destroying himself. Q. Right after we mentioned Fox News, what a coincidence. Fishing is fun. Q. What happens when you are a threat to the MSM old guard? Coincidence, threats, scare tactics deployed. Fear not. Q. And it's just all cryptic stuff like that. The other part of it too is that it's not even as this is all about this is going to be yeah this is all about the deep state and like I said this stuff has its own language there's this one that's uh, wish I could need to I need to look up what that means it's just some good trolling man that's all it is yeah it's just good trolling it's like a game right it has it has its own it has its own language. As well, uh, could, these these cryptic could, acronyms that I'll see people post up post uh, up on Facebook. And then everyone's speculating on everything. That's the only reason why, because it has to be cryptic. That's the only reason why it's fun to people. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason why people are reading into it. People want what they can't have. People want mystery. You know, they want to figure stuff out. That's well, why we do what we do. I mean, I think that it's a. I think what it is is that it's. Not just an online. It may not be. It may be an it online. It might be a marketing kind of campaign game. as well. It might be, <laughs> but it could. It could be that. <laughs> it might be the next it, Marvel movie or some crap. <laughs> it, it also. It also could be that it's a from the other side of the political aisle, just trying to get stuff started, or it's. Anybody to say anything. it? It could be. It could be Russians, Russians. again. Just, you know, trying to do this, the discontent, sowing discontent. Yeah, yeah. Because like we've talked about before, th- yeah, they wanted to, yeah, sure, Putin loved us to have seen Trump as president for many different reasons, but they, but really what the Russians were doing wasn't trying to win the election for Trump. They were trying to sow discontent for, uh, in in the United States. Yeah. So... Let's take a break here, and uh, we'll do. We'll play a little Valley of the Tiki Beats. <laughs> okay, and we'll be right back. And we're back for the attack. Oh. Q. <laughs> Sounds like a nineties. <laughs> Like a '90s like, industrial <laughs> techno band or something, some shit like that. Hey man, you've been doing all this research. You've been making all these hours and hours of shows, and the real ticket was just to write a cryptic phrase. Yeah, that's all. That's all that you really have to movement. do. That's that's. I don't know. I don't know what I've been doing this whole time. I just got to go and just write some some just cryptic, esoteric bullshit and. Be done with it. You'll get like tons of followers. So, when I say the word, or the words, right-wing watch, what comes to your mind? Right-wing watch? Yeah. Well... It's a website. What do you think that that's, that, that would... Uh, a Rolex. <laughs> what do you think that they would be uh, talking about mostly? 
is this people keeping an eye on the right wing or is this people from the right wing keeping an eye on everyone that's not from the right wing? Yes. It's, uh, it's keeping an eye on the people when they're in the right wing of the political spectrum. Um, Would you ever associate that with a subject like, I don't know, Bigfoot maybe? Probably not. No? Neither did I until a couple of weeks ago when I saw this article. I seen a couple of pictures. It kind of looked like he's throwing up a Zig Hale. Uh, yeah, it could be, you know. American Family Radio warns listeners of satanic conspiracy behind Bigfoot. Religious right radio host Janet Mefford and former Family Research Council fellow Tim Daly told American Family Radio listeners that the urban legends surrounding Bigfoot and UFO sightings are not only real, but also part of a secret plot the devil is carrying out on Earth. Mefford hosted author and former Family Research Council fellow Tim Daly on Friday to discuss, among other paranormal topics, what Mefford called the Bigfoot question. Mefford asked Daly how Christians should interpret reported Bigfoot sightings and how it, was, how it ties into a paranormal conspiracy allegedly orchestrated by Satan. Daly said it was telling that many, many reliable observers have reported spotting Bigfoot, but yet there is a virtual absence of tangible proof that would convince the skeptical public that such claims were credible. It's real. It's a projection. It's a demonic virtual reality, but it's, not nuts, but it's not nuts and bolts. In this case, flesh and blood creatures, Daly said. Mefford went on to ask Daly why nobody ever takes a picture of Bigfoot at noon when someone could take a well-lit photograph. <laughs> That's a good point. Daly said that the devil designs Bigfoot sightings to happen when it is too dark to take clear photographs. The vast majority happen in the dead of night, and you wonder, why is this? And then, if you remember the biblical verse about the powers of darkness that love darkness rather than light, Daly told Mefford. That's right. That's important, Mefford replied. She went on to ask Daly, what could possibly be the reason the devil might be motivated to make an appearance? Even if it's a UFO or an alien that somebody sees, why would the devil do this? It's part of the devil's modus operandi. He has always used this kind of phenomenon to once again destabilize, to engender fear, to open us so to the possibilities of, of other realities and other beings, and then we begin getting involved with demonic spirits. So yeah, all through history, there have been many, many different varieties of beings that are primarily spiritual beings that have terrorized civilizations and peoples, and non-Christian cultures are very aware of this, Daly said. Aliens are demons. Yes, everything is demons. Um, Sounds like he's just ripping off the challenge to the ET hypothesis that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that is basically what it is. <laughs> and there is that hypothesis out there, I mean, about Bigfoot, that Bigfoot is not a flesh and blood creature, which from all the proof that I have seen, I actually would kind of agree with that statement. Okay, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, there's we we talk a lot about that. You know, we talk a lot about the um, co-creation stuff, or you know, the fact that all these things may be related. There's a lot of threads that you know a lot of our guests have have kind of spent a lot of time researching and connecting. But at the same time, to to jump to um, it's Satan to 
use this as a way to justify your own faith and beliefs, I think is where it gets kind of silly for me. Because there's, there's, there's nothing there. There's nothing empirical to, to make that leap to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. So we have a, we have a guest that just oh, walked in the studio. Yay! Is joining us? Did I hear somebody say Satan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right when you right walked in the door, we were like wondering Speak what was going devil. on there. Did I the hail part. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Well, Talk we about we a were worshiping. Room. We were worshiping the devil. <laughs> <laughs> we were worshiping the devil with our cigars when you yeah. when you walked in the door. How so. else to worship him? Uh huh. Of course. <laughs> devil. This weed. this is the cigar lounge. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. we, we've been plotting the uh, the yeah. the uh, future That's takeover what of America. Does. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Smoke filled room, dim lit smoke filled yeah. rooms. Yeah. So yeah. I was just reading the story, Doctor Future. Welcome. You know what this looks like. Is when George H. W. Bush went down in the uh, base of the pyramid there when the year two thousand happened and did that ceremony. Remember when they were putting the top on the pyramid? I remember it well. There's also that picture of uh, George and Barbara in bed, surrounded by their grandchildren, and one of them is you know Jenna and Barbara Bush. Yeah, and he's got he's like got a py- a golden pyramid in his lap. He does. Like I saw this picture in a like book about US presidents. Really? Yes. I was more concerned about having all the grandchildren while they were there in bed. Mm-hmm. Were they just still at the time, I hope? Well they, they were kind of like making new children, I hope, at the time, were they? No, no. Okay. But you know, being that Barbara is the daughter of Alistair Crowley, yeah, yeah, which we know. all know. Oh of course, yeah, that's yeah. right. They gotta make some more moon children. Yeah. That's right. Do you, do you think they go down to the pizzeria too, or is that just Democrats to go to the under the pizzeria? That's just Democrats. Okay. Yeah. Republicans AKA just shoot Wicked. their friends in the face. The, the Republicans are a little more advanced. They, well, they got Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Right. 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 But at least, at least they take torches and put on those gowns when they go out there. Yeah. So we were just talking about the story that I had sent you not too long ago, Mike, about... Mm-hmm. The Family Research Council talking mm. about Bigfoot right. that I got from Right Wing Watch. Right. Which you were actually the one that turned me on to Right Wing Watch right. back in the day. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I can't get many of my fellow Christians to, to read it, and it would be very enlightening because it would show, you know, they don't talk about Jesus. They don't have a problem with him or apostles or, or even Pope, you know, Pope Francis, any of that. The problem I have is with all those charlatan people. You know, the ones with all the money. So what do you think, Mike? Is Bigfoot real or is Bigfoot a projection by Satan? And how how concerned should we be? I think somewhere between the two, because I think Bigfoot is actually blurry in real life. And then actually everybody (laughs) took real pictures of him. He's just really blurry in real life. Yeah. Well, there was one part in this where... We go, let me go back to the story. Also, I'll, I'll, I'll read this again if, because if this, you, yeah. because this is profound. Okay, Mefford went on to ask Daly why nobody ever takes a picture of Bigfoot at noon when someone could take a well lit photograph. Right. Daly said that the devil designs Bigfoot sightings to happen when it's too dark to take clear photographs. Could be. Well, you know what? Well, same thing with UFOs. You could say the same thing about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think to understand why he comes out at night, people need to go back and read Nathaniel Hawthorne and read Young Goodman Brown and find out what people are doing. And unfortunately, those are like real pious Christian kind of people too that do at nighttime when when the sun goes down out in the woods, you know. That's one of the most chilling stories I think I ever read. Young Goodman Brown. Are you all familiar with that story? No. You know the guy that wrote Scarlet Letter? Yep. Mm. And it was about his town of real pious Puritans and the kind of diabolical doings they did when the sun went down. And he, you know, back in those eras, the colonial era, the forest was seen as like this yeah. the peak of evil and unspeakable things. And, and he basically just hits that front and center. So. I like your shirt, Dr. Future. You're wearing you. your, your basket case. Basket case, yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a nice corpse grinder shirt on when I was coming here, but it was long sleeves. So I took it off. Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Future has all these obscure movie uh, cult movie t shirts, like the Amazing Mister No Legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, thanks for sending the Conspiranormal limousine to come pick me up. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, the helicopter we're all part of the needed to a little bit of work, so <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'd sorry. like to do that commercial guest of Conspiracy Normal. Stay at so and so hotel. Rob's got a couple couches yeah. here. Thank you, hotel Six. <laughs> what did you think about that story, Sir Phil? Um, like I said, it sounds like they're paying attention to uh, trends in the paranormal and UFO world, and just. Trying they're, to they're only capitalize about 50 on 50 steps behind. Yeah. 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 Why would the American Family Research Council be concerned about Bigfoot, Mike? Well, things are slow on the Muslim front <laughs> <laughs> and the gay front. <laughs> so you got to work down a list of people to kick who are different. Bigfoot. So, so they're down to Bigfoot now. Poor Bigfoot, man. He just wants to be. He was born that way. I would assume they'll talk about the uh, spiritual perils of uh, chupacabras next. Yeah, well, there and are the spiritual. Flowing. There are spiritual uh, t- um, implications about that. Actually, you, I am more worried about chupacabras than I am Sharia law taking over America. So you know, yeah, well, a whole bunch of chupacabras. I mean, that would be horrible. Goat sucking everywhere. You know, th- there was a th- there's a movie uh, that Sci-Fi had on about called uh, with Eric Estrada in it called Chupacabra versus the Alamo <laughs> with Eric Estrada. Versus- <laughs> Versus the Alamo? Versus the Alamo. Wow. Yeah, Chupacabras take over the Alamo. Awesome. And Eric Estrada has to has to uh, help get rid of them. That was a guy from Chips, right? Yeah, that was a guy from okay. Chips. So it was a historical <laughs> which, base melodrama. Which, you know, in the movie, Eric Estrada plays, guess what? Guess what he plays? Cop. A motorcycle cop. <laughs> Larry Wilcox went in there? <laughs> Not as far as I could tell, uh, no. <laughs> no Larry Wilcox. And we'll get the guy from Chips, and we'll make him a motorcycle cop. Yeah, I saw one cheapo movie the other day, and they just arbitrarily put Eric Estrada in as like a gay man, and it had no purpose to the story at all. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, it's like when uh, was it Wayans? Uh, what's his name? The the comedian when he was on Saturday Night Live for one season, mm-hmm. and he was mad because he didn't get enough airtime, and so there was a sketch with yeah. uh, called Mr. Monopoly. I saw the actual thing. And he just decided, without telling anybody to play the character gay. That pretty much so got he, him fired, Yeah, he too. got fired after yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Damon Wayans being on Saturday Night Live? Think how funny that guy, you know, became. 
how big he became. Yeah. And they fired and they fired him just right. because of that. And and did not hire Jim Carrey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sort of nuts. Yeah. So the main thing I want to talk about, and I'm glad that you're here, Doctor Future. Uh, sorry, I'm late. I had company come up unexpected to the last second. Oh, uh, that's all right. Boot them out. Oh, it's all right. Um, you can tell the audience about the fireman prophet. Oh, I want to I, talk about this because this this is interesting. I hate to, I hate to spoil it. You do a much better job. I, I can't say I've been studying. Well, him, well but you're, I want to you're, make sure. you're the one that kind of keyed me into all this. I just thought he was the ideal conspiranormal guest because he probably has more credibility than you all or most of your guests. The fireman prophet. <laughs> in fact, I will say he's probably the only guy in your group who has had a movie that is being co-produced by Tom Horn and Liberty University that's going to be in local theaters in October, I believe, just yes. right before the elections. Um, the The book about his prophecies was published by Tom Horn, recently called The Trump Prophecies. And he prophesied that Trump was going to be uh, president. And... Just off the top of my head, which I've sent you some of his prophecies on Jim Baker's show, I think he said. And this guy was a fireman, so naturally you would progress into being a prophet. Um, he said that um, the people who stood against Donald Trump actually were being subject to Illuminati mind control, electromagnetic weapons. They were actually turning their mind against Donald Trump because you'd have to be insane to be against him. At least that's according to... Uh, uh, Tom Horn himself on there said that the well, people opposing Trump were clinically insane. I have some clips that you actually compiled yeah. for me. Uh, well, actually for others just, just as well. Just trying to help in your research to get yes. to the truth. Yes. I, I Surfiel and I talked about this on an earlier show where the political discourse now has become so poisoned to where the opposition is now being literally demonized. And you you hear about the figurative word, well, you demonize the opposition. Now it's become where the opposition are being said to be demons. You know, I don't even think that captures the depravity. I mean, you're right. That is absolutely true. Yeah. But it's gone into the era of just complete total insanity in my view. Well, like, you have to say just things that are absolutely only a mad person in an institution would say and that is normal on the discourse right now. Well, let's listen to some of these. Oh good. And, and everybody uh, take notes. Yeah. Let's listen to some of these. And, yeah. and are we'll, these mind we'll, control headphones you're having me put yeah, on? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're they're beaming the uh, high the high frequency your into brain. your brain right now. I've been hypnotized. So this is the not the fireman prophet, but this is Tom Horn on the Jim Baker show. And he is talking about how people that are Trump critics are cl- are clinically insane. Now it's become nasty. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee. And, and uh, brilliant. she's brave. Mm, she's brave she's to brilliant. do that. She's brave. The thing she's saying is, you know, what is it going to be when, if, you're, you know, if, you're gonna, if you vote for Trump or something, you have to hide it? Mm-hmm. In America? 
it, you know, th- this, this is not right. And, well, what you know, all through, but all through the election, this is something that has just really bothered me. You know, I don't put a lot of bumper stickers on my car. I mean, I just don't, don't ever do that. But there's times when I have. And, and if I feel really strong about a president, I'll put a bumper sticker on, you know. But I will not put a Trump stuck sticker on. Not that I don't love Trump, because you know very well I've stuck my neck out for Trump. Uh-huh. But I know that if I put a bumper sticker on my car, somebody's going to key it. Well, you're a target. That's the, right. The incivility, right. the incivility of what we're seeing right now. And the reason I mentioned, um, you know, Mrs. Waters yeah. um, is because I, I, in my lifetime, I don't remember a time where uh, an acting congresswoman or a senator or whatever would literally publicly call for the president and his supporters to become a target. Exactly. It's very dangerous. Right. And by the way, when Trump said that, you know, she's moving into dangerous waters or needs to be careful or whatever, he's not making a threat against her. He's saying, you know, that there can be repercussions. People yes. can get hurt. The next mm-hmm. time, you know, a Huckabee's uh, daughter might not get thrown out of a restaurant, she could get shot or something terrible. That's right. So we need, that's what we they need, did with the ball players. If Steve we, Scalise. It, yeah, that, that's exactly right. So that's, yeah. that's a big concern. Now, why part of this is happening, uh, again, is prophetic. The evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. Derek's next, next book is called The Last Clash of the Titans. But the idea <laughs> is that you have the forces of good and the forces of evil moving towards Armageddon. Uh, and so there is this spirit of agitation that is in the air. It's demonic. It's satanic. Satan hates anything that has to do with God. He hates this president because of the stand that he's taken. Donald Trump's approval rating is going up. Mm-hmm. They hate him so much that it's driven them to a point of madness. It, it right. really right. has. It really has. They're clinically insane. They really are. Yeah. You might have recognized a voice there of someone we had on the show. I won't say who, mm-hmm. but oh come on, you can you 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 can't say, but I can, right? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was Derek Gilbert. You could hear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one affirming that. Yeah. So. That's relatively tame of saying that, you know, someone's clinically, clinically insane. Of course, they are saying that it's also satanically influenced. Yeah, they'd already established that a long time ago. But it gets, it gets much worse no, with, the, with, with the fireman prophet, okay? Um, he's saying just some of the most outlandish kind of stuff. Has Facebook you, kicked him off yet? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I still he, see him on and Facebook. He still is. I mean, there's new coming out every few days. Mm-hmm, from him. Mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm. recently. And the thing is, I heard an interview with him today doing some research, yeah. and they were talking about Right Wing Watch, where we get a lot of these sources, mm-hmm. and where we read the last story about Bigfoot, and they said that Right Wing Watch is putting out hit pieces against them. But as far as I can see, all right, what all Right Wing Watch does is just. Repost stuff. Repost stuff that they're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, just quote them. Yeah. So this is also, uh, this is from Mark Taylor. Freemasons and Illuminati are using a special frequency to change DNA and make people hate Trump. Oh, well, I remember duh. this. Of course they are. What? 
I believe what happened on November 8th is the enemy has literally sent out a frequency, if you will. Because remember last time we did your show on frequency, we literally got shut down and had to start over yeah, again on part right. two. <laughs> but the point is, is that November 8th, I believe the enemy sent out something, a frequency, if you will. Those who are tapped into his frequency and it agitated and took control, basically, of those who have their DNA that was turned over to the, to the enemy. And that's what's happening is that the Illuminati, the Freemasons, all these people... Their main goal is to change the DNA of man, and they're doing it through these frequencies, through the bombardment, whether it's the mainstream news media, whether it's rock and roll music. I mean, we could go on and on with these frequencies like we talked about before. So it's, that's why I tell people, you need to surround yourself with the good news, not the doom and gloom apocalyptic messages right now. That's not where God's going right now. Not to say that there weren't, things aren't going to happen, because we're always going to have um, fires, earthquakes, and, and hurricanes. But it's not the apocalyptic message that everybody's talking about, but it activated something. Even in Christians right now, I'm getting bombarded with emails from Christians that are saying, look, I support Trump, but everybody in my family has has isolated me. Everybody in my church is not talking to me. It's because their DNA is being controlled by the enemy. By broadcasting the news media, uh, the audio part of it, like in 440, this is why when you watch the news media, you get agitated. You know, it creates fear. It creates panic. And this is what's going on in the church. And the church is, the the body of Christ have got to stop being vulnerable to this stuff. You've got to take measures into your own hands and say, look, I'm not listening to the mainstream news media anymore. If I want the news, I usually go to like Fox's website. I'll catch the headlines or something like that. You know, that's not being broadcast, so to speak, in in a frequency where I'm hearing it or anything like that. But what they found through that 440 hertz is that it will also damage your body organs, which is another reason why people are so sick. But it also changes your DNA, which is the goal of the the Freemasons, the Illuminati. They want you part of that Illuminati bloodline. Okay. Rob, are you okay. Rec- are you recording this in 440? Can I just uh, real quick? <laughs> yeah, we have musicians what in the house here. Means. What 440 is? You don't it broadcast. Just means it's evil, right? That's yeah, what that means. Exactly. 666 was always a lie. Mm-hmm. It's 440. Right. Since the beginning. 440. No. 440 is a way to tune an instrument. You tune an A, a low like it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know what octave it is, but you tune yeah. A to 440, and from there you tune all of your other notes. Nothing so is broadcast a means in 440. They're not talking about music. <laughs> a for Antichrist, yes. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense. It's, it's, Azazel. Right. Oh, my God. They're... Right. Okay. To go along with that. There's so much about that. Mystic frequencies. Which, which <laughs> by the go way. Go ahead. Pick it apart. What he, said at the begi- remember, what he said at the beginning of that about uh, you're broadcasting now on the 440, the devil's frequency to change the DNA. You all need to take that clip and play it at the beginning of your shows before the show starts. Yes, we do. Hell, I hate 440. They got so many potholes in there. I know. There's so many things that he was almost close to being right on. Like 440 is not a good way to tune instruments. Yeah. It, it's it's disharmonic with, with water. And it's with, the devil's frequency. <laughs> 444 works much better. There's other... Is that the Nazi frequency. thing that the, the yeah, Nazi, Nazi started 440? Nazi started using 440 okay. because yeah. it was dissonant and it made people more susceptible to whatever. Yeah. Oh, suggestion and stuff. Maybe there's something but, to it, but he doesn't know what the hell he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. The, the TV is not broadcasting in 440. There's there's no such mm-hmm. thing as broadcasting. Just an, all the anti-Trump stuff is broadcasting in 440. <laughs> yeah. Just that. <laughs> to they change your over DNA. When yeah. they have somebody change anti-Trump, they, they flip the switch. You know what DNA is, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume that he has a passing knowledge of what DNA is. Okay, I'm going to assume that. The definition of DNA is whatever changes to 440. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the part that uh, 
gets me, and this goes along with what we just played. Mark Taylor and Bill Deagle declare that those who oppose Trump are not human. And when that happens, by the way, the powers of darkness and spiritual realm are going to really have a fit, aren't they? I mean, we're going to see the... They're having a fit now. Well, we're going to see a lot more finishness. Uh, I honestly think when I saw the face of this guy, um, you know, as I say, I have a spiritual gift. I can actually tell you the name of the Sukibai and Inkibai inside Peter Strzok, who's an individual of clay and iron. That's, that's my ministry, by the way. It's called Clay and Iron Ministries. And God said, someday I'll make you understand what it is. This is back in the early 90s when he gave me clay and iron and abortion Armageddon face down on my concrete and God dictated it to me. And now I know what it is. Individuals like uh, Peter Strzok and Hillary Clinton, these are people of clay and iron. Clay being human flesh and iron being the transdimensional entity that's inside them. They're being avatared like a video game, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. These are not just normal human beings, your brothers and sisters. These are brothers and sisters that are totally taken over by evil. Yeah, Amazing. I, I, I'm not, you know, these, these people are not human. No. They're not. And people say, well, they look like human. Yeah, that's like uh, buying a toy from China that's toxic. If your kid touches it, they're going to die. These people like Peter Strzok, when I saw him screwing up his face and leaning forward and making his eyes look really dark, I'm thinking, whoa, we're not hearing a person talk. We're hearing a demonic entity talk to his mouth. It's disgusting. And it's like so arrogant. It's like, don't you know that we know that you're caught? It's like catching a kid that's got his arm in the full cookie jar. He's got cookie crumbs all the way from his wrist straight to his neck. And he still lies and tells you that he's not eating your cookies in the cookie jar. Mama, I didn't do it. I didn't eat the last cookie. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, like, and again, you're seeing, uh, it's, like, it's almost like the protests you're seeing now. It's not protests. These demonstrations are demonstrations. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, demonstrate. You're so brilliant. Demonstrations. That's what what, what uh, Mad Maxine her lower jaws moving like one of those Muppets from the Muppet World. You know, to make sure they know they're not welcome. I'm thinking this is a gas station. This is a restaurant. You're not welcome in a gas station. You got to be kidding. Yeah. Again, they're they're flailing around. They're demonstrations. These are demons that are manifesting in these time is short. Now, this is the the guy who Liberty University and Tom Horn, these investors, are putting millions of dollars in in this really fancy movie to promote what these guys are saying in our theaters around the country here in a matter of weeks. This will be, it will, it's like a Fathom event, which is where which it's is shown all over, all over the country. Because I can't fathom why anybody would buy a ticket, so I... Who are some of the people that are backing this? Well, Liberty University is putting serious money into it. Uh, Tom Horn, who published his book, The Trump Prophecies, is is behind it. Uh, I'd have to go find out who some of the other ones are, but some of the Jerry ones Boykin the is community. talking in the. Oh yeah, they got these guys are all pushing it hard. Yeah, they're putting all their chips on this. You know, they put all their chips on Mr. Trump, and now they've put it in the Trump Prophet too. They're they're playing a high stakes game. And I'm afraid they're going to find out for long that they have so embarrassed themselves and disenfranchised themselves that what what I hate is the good news that Jesus talked about when he walked the earth is going to get forgotten in the midst of all these clowns. That's definitely a concern. 
Yeah. And what's also a concern to me is when you're saying that someone is not human. Right. You don't have to feel guilty can, about they, doing bad things to them. You don't feel bad about right. just killing them. Dehumanize them. I mean, that's... Alex Jones was kind of on that kick for a while. He was like, yeah. look at these people. We just look at them. They're just... These liberals are just... They don't have yeah. a soul. They don't... You know, he'd go on about and how... And there's plenty of things that I could... Dis- I mean, I don't like Hillary Clinton. I never have. Yeah. You know, I've I've come out many times and have said that, but mm-hmm. never once have I said something like, well, she's not human. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve to live. Right. You know, this... this this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show about Facebook, about Alex Jones being censored. This is why it's so hard because when you have this kind of language, yeah. that's almost like what Rob was alluding to earlier is like screaming fire in a theater right. because that that's like mass that causes some form of mass panic. And it's like a, an indoctrination to tell these people it's okay what you do because these people are not human. Mm-hmm. They're literally demons. You haven't I mean, seen, that's, that's, that's you haven't seen anything yet. Me. Wait till you see if Donald Trump gets impeached or when he's out of office and these people get into a corner. How do you think they're going to respond then? That's when they're going to really take guerrilla-style actions, at least some of the people on the fringe hearing this rhetoric. Is when they feel like they're backed in the corner. They don't. They no longer have the levers of power anymore. However temporary it is, look out. And and people who are also fellow Christians like them are just as much in danger as anybody else. Because we're supposedly all possessed of some other spirit, you know, four forty spirit, four forty one, whatever. Yeah. WD forty. Formula four hundred nine. Four forty West, but you but you see my you see, you see my concern with this. Yeah, I mean this this has been. I mean, it, I've never. I'm not a part of like. I know you have your 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 thumb on the pulse of a lot of these things, Adam, because you're always researching and you come right. from a different world than me. I, this is the first I've ever heard of anything like this, and I'm truly terrified. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, if I if I get cut off in traffic by like you know some. Do it in a Mercedes with a Trump sticker. I like I curse under my breath and raise my fist for a second. Mm-hmm. Then I move on with my day. I don't go to work right. thinking that evil demon I'm going to slaughter him someday. You know, right? Like, but what? That's, that's terrifying that there's a, could be a segment, even a tiny segment of people out there that think that way. Yeah. What happens when someone? I mean, we already had this situation when the election was taking place in 2016, where Someone needed a tow truck. I talked about this on the show. They needed a tow truck, and they had a Bernie Sanders sticker on their car. And the guy didn't tow her because she had a Bernie Sanders sticker on her car. I mean, that's relatively tame. That's just like a refusal of service. What happens when somebody's listening to all this and sees somebody that has whatever, a pro-choice bumper sticker or something like that? Um, and they say, have a cake made. Yeah, are that this, has a relationship they don't like. Yeah, are this is we're already there with that. Yeah, like well, th- but I'm talking about somebody just killing somebody because they say, well, they weren't human anyway. Well, that's the only. I mean, this way, is where you. This is like a slippery slope here. With that's this the only stuff. way most people can hurt people like that. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how I mean, what did the Nazis do? What did the Nazis well, do? Well, going from the, the spiritual excuse for that, I think we already see those incidents happen. They're reported all the time when these people do these exorcisms where people end up killing these people in exorcisms because they got the devil in them and they're going to get the devil out. And you can tell the people doing the exorcism are crazier than the ones they're yeah. focusing on. That's already a classic case in point of what you're saying. They've already said, oh, the devil's in this person. we got to take extreme measures. Even in that case, I'll give them credit. At least they think they're trying to help the people, so, yeah, although they yeah. kill them. The people you just played on here don't have no desire for redemption or, yeah. or deliverance or any other kind of thing like that. It's destruction. Well, remember, Mike, when you know where I met you was the, um, the last day's conference, mm-hmm. right? And remember, there was a debate there between it was on it was L.A. Marzulli on one side and Joe Jordan and Guy on the other side. Mm. And Joe related the story to us and said that this woman comes up to and says something about how she was she she I guess she had these elite people in her family that she was descended from, and there had been all this rhetoric about people having these elites having Nephilim blood and therefore they weren't fully human and they weren't. And then on top of that, because they weren't fully human, they could not be saved. Right. And this woman apparently had some real like hang up about this because she thought I can't be saved because I have quote unquote Nephilim blood. And Joe Jordan said, no, that's not what's going on here. And that caused a a big riff. I had a lady come to me at one of the ancient of days conferences in Roswell and she told me that about herself, and she was terrified that she was damned for eternity yeah. because she had been told that mm-hmm. from some probably Christian kind of. And, and I said, look, the fact that you're worried about that tells you you're not doomed. The fact that you're concerned, if, if, if you were, quote, doomed, you wouldn't even care about it. The fact that you care and want it, whosoever will may come. God is not looking for excuses to throw people out. And anybody that wants in is in. And she never had really thought about that, the logic of it. If, if I want this, how can I be that doomed? But, you know, Jesus talked about the religious leaders in his day. He says, yeah, you put yokes on people, and you don't lift a f- finger to, to ease the yoke you just put on them at all. So this is, this is old technique, you know to wrap people up in all these kind of oppression and then just sit back and gloat and feel better. Yeah. But people are going to have to speak up to the point, like people like myself that are still involved in Christian fellowships and doing stuff, and you just got to make a scene, and people think you're ugly, you're ugly. You know, I told you my entire family, a pretty, you know, well-together kind of people, just excoriated me. Everybody jumped on me on Mother's Day of all times out of the blue and accused me. I, I just love them Muslims and them poor people. <laughs> and I thought, I wish that were true enough. You know, <laughs> I'd like to think I am a little bit, but I got to go a lot farther that way. You know, but even they but haven't gone as far as what the fireman oh, prophet no. is saying. No, saying that these, prof- these people aren't human at all. Well, you know? fireman prophet's making big money off of it. That says he has to have a lot of support, and his handlers, his Colonel Tom Parker's there that are handling him, realize there's <laughs> gold in them dire hills, you know, for this kind of message. So they're going to double up, you know, on well, yeah, the hate a, parade. It's attractive because it's not only justifying your hate, but you get to be, 
you know, fully human while you're demonizing the, you right. know. Right. But Probably g- even the Charlottesville people told them they needed to back it down a few pegs. You know, that's a little too much hate for them, probably. Again, go ahead. We're going to get to that later. Well, I was going to say, again, that it's so hard because I was talking about how there is a free exchange of ideas. And unfortunately, this stuff is out there. And unfortunately, people are going to act on it. You know, it hasn't really happened yet. But, you know, look at this incel community. You know, the people are... Got young men that can't get laid are acting on it and saying that, you know, Elliot Roger is their hero. And, you know, Nicholas Cruz, who shot up the Parkland school back in February, he said, you know, he said the same thing. Something like Elliot Roger will not be forgotten. So all this stuff is out there and it's in the Pizzagate guy, the guy who went in and discharged his weapon in in comet ping pong it's like the the where do you draw the line between somebody's free speech and the incitement of violence well at least it's going to make it a lot easier because now everybody can print their automatic weapon at home so now everybody yes. can stack yes. a stockpile uh, without anybody tracking it or anything like that they you know they just approved where that can be done now so uh what what's the underarching foundation of all those incidents you talk about? It's the real problem they don't ever seem to address. It's a mental health crisis in our yeah. country. Yep. We have a horrible mental health crisis. I was reading the other day that for the first time in American history, we have had a downturn in life expectancy. With all the advances in medicine, it's a first. And almost the entire bulk of that downturn is in middle-aged people. And the three things that are causing the downturn in the middle-aged population are alcohol abuse, opioid drugs, and suicide. Yep. Now, I hate to tell you, but ISIS, the Islamists, the gay community, the whoever else you want to make for your enemy du jour are pikers compared to these mental health-related losses. You know? They can't. They still. They they finally gave up trying to figure out why that guy in Las Vegas killed hundreds of people. You know, other than mental, mental defect. So do you know he's a hero? He's a hero of the incel community. Oh, is that right? Because the incels say that he 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 killed normal people. He killed normies, is what they said. Normies. Yeah. Well, see, well, they're they're, they're, de- them, they're dehumanizing people too. Same they thing. are right. Yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> The thing is that I I think we all need to keep in mind is that we are physical beings with physiological limitations. And one of those limitations is the capacity for empathy. There was me and Adam were talking one time. I can't remember what the theory is called, and I was trying to just look it up just now. But it has to do with um, primate brains, and there's a certain portion of your brain that's involved in um, processing people in your tribe or... Um, yeah, you know, I remember this. Monkeys, other monkeys in yeah. your tribe. Yeah. And the bigger that part of your brain is, the larger the tribes these animals have. With human beings, the estimated number based on what we studied with primates is around 150 to 200 people. That's the maximum number of human beings that you can physically think of as human beings. But each one of those can be used as a, pl- a placeholder as well. You can have, instead of a person, say mm-hmm. some friend you went to high school with, there could be a flag in that slot. Or yeah. 
a country in that slot or a hometown in that slot or something that represents a group of people instead of an individual. And those are the most dangerous things that can be used against us if we're not keeping that kind of thing conscious. So just, you know, when you're getting all heated over the differences you have with your neighbors or with different religions or with what Alex Jones fans say or with what Trump fans say or with, just remember that you're using Trump fan or, you know, Muslim or, you know, my gay neighbor or something as a flag, as a placeholder because you're, you know, you're basically physically, physiologically, 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 physiologically out of room for empathy. Hmm. Yeah, and and the same would apply for something like Antifa as well, on the other side of the political spectrum. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I they, they would see. They they would definitely well, see I, the guy who shot up the the congressional ba- baseball game. He didn't see those people. As yeah, he that's my either. point. Is the the whole our yeah. whole media, our whole you know government, every campaign is used that idea against us. And if we if we right. recognize that as a weakness in ourselves, then it'll be a lot less effective. Right. Anybody's trying to sell us something on that. In fact, you could take politicians or a subset of the larger Madison Avenue world of selling a certain idea, and there's always a dollar behind it, because what they'll sell us is that people that are overweight are losers, people who look like supermodels have their act together, or if you have a certain model car, and I could go on and on, but but they also separate the haves and have-nots and who we want to distinguish ourselves from versus others. And we are ripe for the picking. But to learn these kind of, one is to recognize it. It's important just itself, like you're saying. But I believe with the proper work that we can cultivate, at least in ourselves and the people around us, an improvement. Like on the empathy, if you take your children, and I know people who do this, and they start exposing them to people in different cultures, you start explaining why they ended up, why did poor people end up poor? Why did people in the ghetto end up where they are? Why did they end up having fight with the police? Why are people upset at us and burn an American flag overseas? Did they just do it because they got up this morning, or were there certain things they understood and experienced? You start doing that with young people, young people are more willing to accept those kind of things if they're nurtured in it. And I think even as adults, we need to start being nurturing. I'll give you a, a personal case in point from Future Quake on our show. We had some people on who were talking about, and these were even people from like sort of a classic Christian environment, like my host and I, that talked about dealing with other different people, like in the Muslim community, and finding out that they didn't have horns, that we had a lot in common, that we had had similar, you know, desires to please God in our own way, you know, and one might be more right than the other, but regardless, we had that desire. And in teaching people that, I got a, a an email from an older lady who, like what you would picture these kind of voters, like we were talking about, very paranoid, anybody different, came from somewhere else, and she'd be in Walmart, and she'd see these women wearing a hijab, and, and first the fear would kick in, and immediately you go to hate. You go fear to hate, like, why are they have to be here? Why don't they be like us? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, it really honked me off that you all would talk about these kind of things about loving people like this on your show, but she still stayed and listened. So it finally sort of wore her out. And finally she went into Walmart one day, and she saw one of those women, and she said, I sort of thought about what you taught me. She says, I looked into the lady's eyes, because that's all you could see on her. And she says, I finally saw that there was fear in her eyes. 
And then mm-hmm. I started thinking, what would it be like if I was her? If I was transplanted from another country for whatever reason, I ended up here. I'm trying to figure out the chaos going on around here. And she says she could see she was terrified in the situation she was put in. And she says, I, my Christian faith finally gave me the motivation to go up and say, I have a responsibility to help that woman is because of her dire straits. And she went up and introduced herself and says, how can I help you find what you need or want? And she was never the same again. And this was an old woman that, that finally got this lesson. So what it's going to take is a lot of elbow grease. Yeah, it's, and much, we're gonna, it's much easier to jump toward the, the fear. And the, right. It's that's what take, everyone's exploiting is our real base tribal natures. Right. It's yep. going to take work, and it's going to be a lot of false starts and a lot of failures. But if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Yep. And what I've decided is the people who were formerly close to me will be my worst critics while I try to do it. Well, and I just have to decide why I'm made from and who I'm trying to please. I think that's well said, Dr. Future. Thank you for joining us for this I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take time. over. Just, oh, it's all right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a kindred spirit. I'm, I'm glad We're, to be with people who yep. are concerned about the same things I'm concerned about. We're going to have to end it here because we, uh, we do have a guest that's coming on, someone that you've probably already heard by this point. But uh, I did want to read a review that we got. Okay. Uh, it's a good review. It's a five-star it's good, review. It's good. I stumbled across your podcast on Spreaker. Now I find myself going back and listening to all of your available shows. You guys cover a huge amount of topics, something for everyone. I really enjoy your respect for your guests, even when you don't agree with their beliefs. Keep up the good work. By the way, where the hell is Luke? Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> you had me worried there. Yeah. Now you understand the disclaimer that Adam felt. <laughs> I did get a I did get a uh, good email from someone that said, "By the way, Sir Fiel is a good addition to the show." Yeah. So, but I, the, but you know, there's all you. those Luke fans out yeah. there, man. Yeah. You, know, you got to fill those shoes. I've always said, if you hear one Sir Fiel, you've heard them all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to close it out here. Um, Rob, tell everybody where they can get on our Patreon and uh, leave donations and all that good stuff. Yeah, if you want to uh, support the show, patreon.com slash conspiranormal. There's several tiers you can subscribe. There's bonus episodes. We got still got some T-shirts. And if you don't want to subscribe because you don't like stuff hitting your bank account every month, I totally understand. You can go to our website at conspiranormal.com for a one-time donation. And if you want to help support the show, but you don't want to spend money doing it, you can either give us a nice five star review like the one Adam just read, and we'll read it mm-hmm. online, or in, you know, on the show, or just you know, tell your friends about us. Hey, can you get buckets of survival food there? Yeah, we need to start. Sell- We're going to start selling buckets. I yeah, think that's what we need to start doing. Like it's just a bucket of barley. I'm yeah, not gonna okay. they're going to okay. they're going to drop Alex Jones, all those sponsors. So we need to see if we can poach uh, Super Male Vitality and all that stuff. <laughs> Well, I'm going to need an oxygen mask if y'all keep smoking in here longer. So I need some survival gear. We uh, Rob got a, a message from a listener for his birthday on the Conspiranormal site today. And I just got this from him. He says, by the way, you guys do a great job with the show. Started listening last summer, and I can report since then I'm fully caught up. 200 plus shows in one year. Laugh out loud. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Yep, absolutely. Shame they're not human. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we have all the 440 um, uh-huh. induced. Uh, yeah, we tra- tranquilize people. We're legit. Yeah, you need to start. You need to start just making it all into 440, Rob. We should do a special <laughs> it's edition. Not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> you can tune it. You can process it all through auto tune 440. Yeah, just make it all. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next time. We won't have Rob, but we will be back next time on. Yeah, we will. Oh no, we won't. Yeah, we're doing them out of order. Yeah, we're doing them out of order. Conspiranormal!
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.